What up? We are back again today in the studio rocking with you on a beautiful Wednesday night. You guys will be listening to this Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, hopefully before week nine of another great week of Big Ten football action. It's your host, Tyler Fessler. This is the Big Ten football po- uh, football Focus podcast. And I cannot wait to get into it with you today. Last week, struggled a little bit. One and four on the spread. It was the worst week that we have had by far on the podcast. We're hoping we can bounce back. We bounced back when we had a down week. Now we never, we were never down one and four. Uh, we're hoping that we can bounce back this week even stronger and uh, keep on giving you winning bets. This is our betting preview podcast for those of you who are new to the channel. What we like to do is on Mondays we release a podcast. We discuss all of those nice little stories, those little tidbits, the highs, the lows, the agonies, the triumph of of the Big Ten football week. And then what we do is we transition going forward uh, onto Thursday and we do a little betting preview because by the time Thursday rolls around, the lines have stabilized a little bit. Uh, you're not getting that opening line value. You can kind of see where money's coming in and uh, we like to release this for you guys. Um, one of my favorite times of the year But we are going to be going over all of those things in a little bit more. But first, we're going to start off with the Big Ten releasing their schedule update uh, this year or for next year. uh, This year, they did it. Sometimes they wait till the the postseason into spring, kind of get, you know, uh, talking about spring football and stuff like that. They decided to release it this year uh, a little bit earlier. Makes me incredibly happy. And as I look forward to the Big Ten, uh, into what is to come next year. Uh, I wanted to touch on a couple of headlines, and then we're going to be breaking down every single game and talk about the betting preview. But like I said, we're going to jump into this. So my first thoughts when I when I saw the schedules, there was a lot of talk, and the Big Ten is going to kind of go through, I would like to say, a a, a cleansing process. If is that if that's the right uh, is that if that's the right term? Every term every once in a while, uh, you'll get these these times where things just kind of kind of flush out of your life. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, what do you do? You set New Year's resolutions. You want to get better. You want to be a better person. You have these goals. Uh, a lot of people during spring cleaning. Hey, we're gonna get you know out with the old, in with the new, starting fresh. You know, you got the little uh, blossoms on the trees coming out. Get a nice spring feel. In the summer, people are enjoying. They're relaxing. Uh, we do a big fall cleaning in our house. So there are times in your life where you kind of go through these cleanses. Uh, you might go through a cleanse after college, right? No more staying up till three in the three in the morning. Pass out, blacked out, drunk. Wake up for your eight o'clock class. You know, once when you get a real job, things change, right? Uh, there's times where it's, you know, I'm going to be a boyfriend to a fiance to a husband. You clean out the old. You get in with the new. When you're going to become a father, uh, that is a big cleansing process. So I kind of see this next step, uh, this next year as, as a big cleanse in preparation for UCLA and USC to enter the Big Ten. Now, Ohio State... You know, looking forward to next year. Still going to be stout there, Ohio State, along with Michigan. No concerns there. But when you look, Sean Clifford, 
will be moving on for Penn State. A lot of the seniors uh, on Penn State's program moving on. There's going to be a big turnover there. Their, their defense is young. Offense is older. They're moving on. You look forward uh, even uh, even into Michigan State. They're, they're really young. Could they next year be better than what they are this year? Quite frankly, they have to be because this is a pretty, uh, you know, embarrassing year, to be honest. You look into Maryland. Can they build upon what they've been able to accomplish thus far in the year? They are bowl eligible right now. As you go through these other teams, Indiana, very old on the defense or older on the defense, Offense kind of growing up. You look at uh, a team like Minnesota. Tanner Morgan will be moving on. Ibrahim will be moving on. Those into the NFL or onto whatever they decide to do afterwards. And so as you're looking through it, we've got two coaching hires that will be coming in. Wisconsin, who do they hire? Do they stick with the defensive coordinator, which I think would be the, a, a downright travesty if they did, but do they stick with it? Are we going to cleanse that way? Are we going to cleanse uh, you know, Nebraska? Obviously, that's going to be a deep cleanse. I talked about Jeff Trailer and how I would go and write a gigantic check no matter how big it is if I was in Nebraska. You look at Iowa, Kirk Ferentz. Is he going to keep uh, his son as an offensive coordinator? Are we going to get a cleanse that way? Are we going to see, you're going to see uh, other other people. I believe that um, Aiden O'Connell, I know he is a senior. I don't know if uh, how his COVID year is, but we're going to see kind of a big churn within, within the Big Ten, and I'm really excited for that. So as I'm looking forward to next year, and I, you know, you kind of start, okay, win, loss, oh, you're, you know, you get that team that's tough at home. As you start to think about that, this next year is going to be a big, big year, and I'm excited for the offseason. I don't want football season to go away. I'm not wishing it away by any means, but I'm excited because there are these other kids in the ranks waiting to get onto that field, and that's what makes the Big Ten so dynamic. And then the, the year after that, 2024, I believe is what was agreed upon for USC and UCLA to join the conference. So we're kind of going through a deep cleanse, a deep spring cleaning uh, for a year before they enter. And, and, and by that time, I mean, who knows? It's hard to say to predict two years out, but maybe we have another team or two that will be entering the Big Ten. I am more than excited uh, for that. But, but that's kind of got my juices uh, flowing, my brain juices flowing this, uh, you know, uh, today as I was thinking about it. You know, you start kind of knocking off one, two, three, all of these seniors, uh, all of the leaders that we've seen grow up before our eyes and what is going to happen next year and you kind of get a little glimpse into it uh, i feel like a lot of times our predictions on this show is is based not just circumstantially but uh based in 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 you know what we see who's coming up in the ranks and 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 beyond so i'm excited for it but i just kind of had that thought i kind of feel like we're going to be going through a big churn over and uh, maybe we have another coaching uh you know firing i don't know uh, that would be pretty crazy if we did, but we already have two open positions, so I'm very interested to see what is uh, to become of the rest of the Big Ten uh, these next few weeks. Most people have four or five games left, and uh, I can't wait to, to to discuss those games. But but now let's jump into the betting portion. You guys just heard me talk about that. This was my thought today uh, as I was preparing, as I was thinking about this, not just today, but for the last little bit. 
since I saw that that schedule release. But as always, we predict every single Big Ten football game. We like to do it. Uh, for those people out there who love gambling, uh, of course, if you know somebody that is having a gambling problem, please reach out to them. Let them know that you're there to help them. Please get them pointed to the, to the correct professionals. There are people out there for you. But we are here for the gambler. We're here for the people that want to win some money. Uh, so far this season, we are 35 and 26. We're sitting about between 57 and 58 percent where our goal is to hit 60 percent for the season uh so what we do like i said if you are new here we give a a pick for the spread that's our main focus is the spread that is our goal we're hitting 60 percent that's what we're going to try to hit and then we also give those people out there that just like to go on pick the money line they're not interested in winning you know millions and millions of dollars they just want to go on say michigan's going to win and, and walk away with you know a couple dollars you do you. You you do how you want to bet. We're here for all of it. So on that outright picks, we're 51 and 12 this season. We're doing pretty good with only 12 losses. Last week had a couple of losses. Kind of surprising. Uh, last week was, was a fun uh, week in the Big Ten. A little stressful, but fun nonetheless. So here we go. We're going to be jumping into it. Like I said, every single game. Uh, there's some games that I would stay away from normally, but it's my job to bring you the analysis of what I think is going to happen and that prediction and why I'm basing my bet on what I'm going to do. So here we go. We're going to start off Penn State against Ohio State. Right now, the line is sitting at 15 and a half uh, in favor of Ohio State. Uh, I believe it's been the, of the last 10 meetings, uh, Ohio State has won nine of them. Uh, and I truly think Ohio State really is the best team here. Now, Ohio State is four and six on the spread, but I think. As, as much as I've uh, watched of Ohio State this year, I truly, truly think that this team is a notch above them. You look uh, of, of Penn State, sorry, not just of them. You look at what Michigan was able to do to Penn State. Now, I understand that was in the big house, not in Happy Valley, but I honestly think Ohio State, it'll be close, semi-close through half, like it was the Michigan game. I think it's going to mirror very similar to that game, but I think in the end, Ohio State pulls away. Now, this game started off about 13 and a half. Uh, people are talking about, you know, Penn State being very strong at home. Uh, it is the 10 o'clock game. It's not the night game. Maybe that has an effect. But I just see uh, C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes offense kind of just picking apart this defense. They also have a wonderful running back. Uh, Trayvon Henderson, uh, I think he's he's phenomenal, and you were able to see what Blake Corum did to uh, did to the Nittany Lions. Now I know that Ohio State and Michigan fans don't like that I'm mixing the two, but I think there's a lot of similarities in this game. I think Ohio State is going to dominate. Like I said, close through half. Um, by the end of the game, I think it's going to be you know Ohio State's pulled away. My prediction for the game would be 34 to 17. I wouldn't be surprised if it was nearly the same score as that Michigan one. I do think that. Penn State will get a couple of stands where they force uh, fill goals and like I said, I, I, I see this game very similar to Michigan. Now, I could be wrong in the fact that Ohio State just has way more firepower, but this team is playing phenomenal right now. 
coming off of a great win against Iowa. Now, it was at home coming off of a great win. The next game up, you have Northwestern. Not too much to worry about there. The game after is Indiana. So you really got to lock into this Penn State game. I don't think uh, this is a trap game by any means. There's no indications of that. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, Ohio State covers that number. Um, and they move to, of the last 10 games, 5-5 five and five on the spread because we're dropping that, right? And then, uh, you know, uh, 10 of the last 11. So Ohio State wins outright. Uh, the next game up we have, and this is I, I, this was the hardest game for me to predict this this week. Uh, but I'm going to go with my gut, what my gut is telling me, and that is Minnesota against Rutgers. Now it is a totally different game, and it totally hinges on Tanner Morgan. So those of you who are serious about betting, who who look into that, who are you know who are really focused on. Please pay attention to the injury report coming out on Friday. If, uh, if Coach Flex says anything, what does the warmups look like uh, in Minnesota against Rutgers? Minnesota has not proven to me that they are a a very dynamic team. They have been able to beat up on a really, really bad team so far in this season. Now, Rutgers, I don't think, is very good, but I think they're going to keep it close. Even with a backup, uh, you might feel a little bit more comfortable if Tanner Morgan's back there slinging the, slinging the pillow around, but I think that Rutgers is going to cover this number. Uh, I think that Rutgers coming off of uh, last week's win. I think they're riding high. They're feeling good. I don't think they travel to Minnesota and win. I think Minnesota still wins outright, but I think they cover the number. Um, Rutger, right now it's Rutgers plus 14. It started off as Rutgers uh, plus 14 and a half, which I think is a great number, but I think 14 is is at the number what, what I would be comfortable uh, you know, staying on. Uh, for in favor of Rutgers. I think right now uh, my prediction for this game is 31-27 for Minnesota. I think that they pull it out in the end. Just their their rush game is just too dynamic, and I think they're going to get more out of the rush game in this game and uh, playing against a little bit lesser uh, of a team than, you know, in Happy Valley. It is at home for Minnesota. I think they cover... Uh, they. Uh, Get the win, but they don't cover the spread. Rutgers covers that at plus 14. Uh, the next game up we have is Iowa against Northwestern. Uh, oh, and uh, sorry, one one more thought on, on this. If Rutgers, we, we, we talked about it on, on Monday, and this is why I wanted to um, stop it and touch it on it, is they're two games away from bowl eligibility. This game, arguably, is one of those games that they can steal. So that's another reason why Rutgers is dangerous to cover this number. Like I said, I don't think they win outright, but keep that in the back of your mind. As all of the Rutgers games going forward, they're 4-3 and three right now. They just need two more games to tip the scales and get to 6-6 six and six and get to the bowl game. Very interesting there. Okay, now to Northwestern and Iowa, and I've been dreading talking about this game. This game is just, just straight-up boring. I mean, I, I think those of you who like, who like defense, tune into this game. Uh, maybe Iowa's offense looks a little bit better. I have absolutely zero hope. Uh, right now, the the line is all the way up to uh, to Iowa minus 11. I would definitely take that, especially with Northwestern covering against Maryland. Uh, they didn't cover against Wisconsin. Uh, I believe that they did cover against Penn State. So they, they've been known to kind of do that. I think... Uh, 
even though despite being on the road, I think that they cover this game. I wouldn't be shocked if they won outright. I have zero faith in either of these teams. Uh, I'm looking for a defensive game, and uh, I, I said 10-7. to 7. I, I think it's too many points for Iowa to cover that. Uh, I think Northwestern is a little bit better than uh, Nevada, and that that's about it. And Nevada almost covered uh on that on that number so or around that number so uh, i'm i want to give it to them uh but this is honestly a boring game there's really not much for me to talk about neither team is dynamic neither team is having a good season very hard uh to kind of walk in and talk about it but i i I think it's going to mirror the illinois game uh that iowa had i want to say 10-7 uh in favor of the hawkeyes uh for just the fact of them being at home The next game is my favorite game of the week, and that is the Illinois Fighting Illini taking on Nebraska. Now, this number has crept into a very interesting spot. Now, Nebraska is coming off a bye. Illinois is coming off a bye. Nebraska doesn't have a head coach. So I think going, well, they have an interim coach, right? But going into this game, I think that Nebraska is, they're, they're just kind of playing for, for just to go out and play. They have a scholarship, they, but they don't have a leader. They, they're kind of rudderless right now. So they get to play the upset. They get to play that card. Illinois, this is the you know the first time that they've been able to really lead anything. Uh, they're six and one. They're feeling themselves. They're feeling great. They're top twenty-five. Brett Bielema is one and one coming off of a bye uh, here. He's thirteen and eleven overall. I think going to Lincoln is going to be very very dangerous. I think this could be considered a quote unquote trap game, especially because now you see Purdue lose. You're feeling yourselves. You're number one in the in the West. You're hoping that. That you can continue to you know win and build upon your success. Uh, Illinois has won the last two and covered on the spread the last three. I think that Illinois wins straight up. But the one thing I'm going to say is that half point is the hook for me. This game started off as minus six and a half. People have you know continued to bet that Illinois number. Uh, Vegas, in order to cover the books, is trying to get that number high enough to where you would bet Nebraska. This number is perfect at seven and a half. I think uh, Illinois uh, wins by seven. I think it's going to be close through the first quarter. I think that Illinois is going to stay about a touchdown ahead. I don't think Illinois clo- or Nebraska closes the gap at all. I think it's going to be rocking in Lincoln, but I think that uh, Illinois, Brett Bielema, Brett Bielema has been in this situation before, even though most of his team has not. I think they moved to 7-1. and one. Uh, There's nothing to look forward to because the Michigan State game really doesn't matter as far as the Big Ten West. What you're concerned about is taking care of Nebraska, taking care of Purdue, taking care of Northwestern. Obviously, you don't want to lose any other games, but you need to win those games. I think coming off of a bye, Illinois is focused. This team doesn't feel like they would overlook anyone because they've never been here. Uh, I do like the Fighting Illini in this situation. And Nebraska, what you can do is hope for the upset. I think that you cover, I think Nebraska covers that seven and a half points. And there's been a lot of Nebraska fans in my mentions after that uh, that Jeff Trailer pick, people asking, you know, who he is, why I think that. We Don't worry, if they do not hire somebody by the end of the season or before bowl season, we will be releasing who my favorite coaching candidates are on that. But just right now, there's too much to to be talking about as far as football goes than just pure speculation. Uh, 
But Nebraska fans, I think that uh, if I were you, I think this is the darkest of the night. You lose to Illinois at home. Uh, I think that you're looking forward to a better tomorrow, hoping to get that coaching candidate in. I know that's how you felt with Scott Frost. I thought Scott Frost was not the guy to begin with. He had very little. I mean, he had success at UCF, but not over a 10, 12, 15-year period. It was quick. He burned hot. It was great. He was in the right situation even though those were George O'Leary's kids. And this is why you're in this this scenario. Uh, but that that's what I would do. Uh, I, I think you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel uh, going into next year once when you get your head coach and kind of reestablish what Nebraska football is. But right now I, I see you losing. I just think that that half point is, is my hook to cover. The final game of the day, it will be aired on ABC. We've got uh, the Paul Bunyan Trophy, I believe, is is up for grabs. And it is crazy the amount of money that has came in in favor of Michigan. And to be honest, I don't blame them. I don't. This Michigan State team is not good. They're not. It's it's actually kind of sad. Now they did they were able to pull off and a what a double overtime victory against Wisconsin, you know, 34-28. They feel great. They went into a bye. And you might say, well, you know, Michigan State's really owned Harbaugh not this year. Again, I think Ohio State and Michigan are a class above they are on the national stage. They're not on the Big Ten stage anymore. They have superseded us. I think Michigan plays, I think is going to be chippy like it always is. I think it's going to be close through half. I think Michigan pulls away in the end. Again, similar to Penn State, but I think it could it could get ugly. But I think Sparty keeps it a little interesting for long enough. I think Michigan wins 42 to 20. I think Sparty covers that number, but I would say the Wolverines win it outright. Again, my prediction at the beginning of the season is Ohio State and Michigan going into the game will be undefeated and it will be an absolute electric atmosphere on November 26th in Columbus, Ohio. That's where everyone's going to want to be. That was my prediction. I'm sticking with it. I think Michigan continues to win, continues to churn out these games. And uh, I'm sorry, Sparty fans. Maybe you're hoping you can you can you can squeak one. Last year was just a total mental collapse by Michigan. Michigan should have won last year. The year before was just ugly. That COVID year, uh, I believe Mel Tucker's first year there. And then uh, you know in 2019, Michigan really gave it to Michigan State, 44. To ten, uh, even though you know it, it is what it is, uh, with a nine and four record. But I think Michigan again, class above them. Ohio State, they are they're they've superseded us as there's normal Big Ten, and uh, it should be good. I mean, you're you're ho- you're hoping for the representation, but again, I think that number gets covered. But forty two to twenty would be my overall prediction. Uh, Sparty, I, I just don't see see the talent here. And as you're and as you're looking at it, you know, Sparty, you move, you lose. Uh, you know, you're three and and four right now. You move to three and five, and you're really really hoping you can pull uh, a couple of wins out. Uh, but those Rutgers, the Rutgers looks like a closer game than what I would have thought at the beginning of the year. Same with Indiana. 
Uh, same with Illinois. I think Illinois actually beats them. So a lot closer. Uh, Sparty, it's just not the year that you you were hoping for. Uh, but what are, what are you going to do? Uh, I think it's going to be fun. I love rivalries. That's what makes college football college football. Uh, so many people, like I said, a lot of people get in my DMs and, and they say things. But I really think college football has the best rivalries. I don't think the NFL rivalries mean as much as what they do in college. And uh, not only for bragging rights between schools, but recruiting battles. It is it is paramount that you win these these battles, and I think they do. I think Michigan takes care of business. So this has been another edition of our betting podcast. We try to keep it short and sweet for you guys, uh, and continue to reach out to us. We've got a couple of uh, questions that I have that I want to go over in our podcast on Monday. I hope that uh, you guys feel comfortable again. Be sure to follow us at Big Ten Pod. We get a lot of uh, comments and stuff. We get a lot of DMs. Not a lot of people, uh, you know, smashing that follow button. Smash it. We'll follow back. We're team follow back. We want it. We want to engage with our fans. We do not care. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you'll get another follower on our end, and we'll be covering all things Big Ten football again. Be sure to tell your family, friends about us if they like the Big Ten. Uh, you know, they like the Big Ten. They like football. They like hearing that. Tell them our numbers continue to grow. And be sure to check out all of our other podcasts on the Woos Media family of podcasts, that network. It's a wonderful network. Be sure to check them out. Uh, This has been another great betting preview. We're going to bounce back. And I'm kind of feeling, could we go 5-0? After an atrocious 1-4, could we go 5-0? I sure hope so. Until uh, Monday, have a great weekend and enjoy some football.